Hey there, it's Thursday, September 15th, 2022. This is the M News Now, bringing you the latest news from the cannabis industry. So get ready. Joe Rogan's one of the most influential figures in media, far surpassing traditional news sites such as CNN and Fox News. Rogan, who's a vocal cannabis user and supporter, recently spoke on his show with Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. During their conversation, the subject of Brittany Griner's Russian imprisonment over cannabis was discussed. Rogan strongly criticized President Biden and Vice President Harris for calling for the release of Griner while also allowing the war on drugs to carry on in the United States. Last month, after Griner's sentencing, Vice President Harris called for her immediate release, adding that she, Biden, and the entire administration were working every day to reunite Brittany as well as Paul Whelan with loved ones who miss each of them dearly. Joe Rogan pointed out that despite their words, the president and vice president have not even come close to fulfilling their campaign promises on cannabis. During a vice presidential debate in October of 2020, Harris vowed that a Biden-Harris administration would take action on cannabis reform, saying, We will decriminalize marijuana and we will expunge the records of those who've been convicted of marijuana. Rogan pointed out, they said that they were going to make marijuana federally illegal. They said they were going to exonerate prisoners who were in jail for nonviolent drug offenses. None of that has happened. President Biden did pardon some people earlier this year for drug offenses. But according to records, only nine of those actually involved cannabis. In a significant step in moving towards federally removing cannabis as a Schedule I drug, a state court has ruled that it's unconstitutional and ordered their state pharmacy board to remove it from state classification as being a Schedule I drug. The ruling took place Wednesday this week over a lawsuit that was brought against the Nevada State Board of Pharmacy earlier this year. The lawsuit was filed by the American Civil Liberties Union of Nevada on behalf of a man named Antoine Poole, who was found guilty of a Class E felony for cannabis possession a year after cannabis was legalized in the state. Also included in the plaintiffs are the Cannabis Equity and Inclusion Community, who are a group that, among other things, work to help people get prior cannabis convictions cleared. Their lawsuit said that because Nevada State Board of Pharmacy have kept cannabis on their list of Schedule I drugs, that this has caused a loophole where people are still being prosecuted for felonies like possession of cannabis with intent to sell, despite the fact that the state legalized cannabis possession and use. Co-plaintiff Antoine Poole's past convictions had prevented him from doing basic things, such as getting the license that he wanted to become a barber. The plaintiff lawsuit alleged that it's unconstitutional for the Nevada Board of Pharmacy to keep cannabis listed as a Schedule I drug, while also being state-legalized for having medicinal value and recreational use. Being classified as a Schedule I drug means that cannabis is classified as having high potential for abuse or no accepted medical use. On Wednesday this week, District Judge Joe Hardy Jr. handed a win to the cannabis advocates. The judge agreed with the plaintiff's argument that cannabis does have an accepted legal medical use because voters amended the state constitution in 2001 legalizing medical marijuana. He also ordered the Nevada State Board of Pharmacy to remove cannabis from their list of Schedule I drugs in the state. Judge Hardy said at his ruling, The constitutional right to use marijuana upon the advice of a physician does establish that marijuana has an accepted medical use and treatment in the United States. Judge Hardy said at his ruling, The constitutional right to use marijuana upon the advice of a physician does establish that marijuana has an accepted medical use and treatment in the United States. 
In the upcoming weeks, the judge will also be ruling on whether the state board of pharmacy should even have any regulatory authority over cannabis or not. If this ruling holds and the state board of pharmacy does deschedule cannabis in their state, this could be a significant step towards pushing the federal government to also deschedule cannabis on the federal level, or at least attempt to do so through the U.S. Supreme Court in a similar manner to this case in Nevada. After U.S. Olympic runner Shikari Richardson's suspension for a positive cannabis test last year, there's been a vocal push to remove cannabis from the list of banned substances by the World Anti-Doping Agency. The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency has said that the international rules must change. However, a spokesman for the World Anti-Doping Agency spoke to the Wall Street Journal in a story published on Monday and had very astutely pointed out that, to date, neither the United States nor the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency has requested the removal of cannabis from the prohibited list. They're referring to the fact that they say the U.S. agencies have never completed a formalized request on the matter. The World Anti-Doping Agency has made it very clear that the U.S. played a key role in placing marijuana on the list of prohibited substances for international athletes. And it still has a seat at the table if it truly wants a policy change. United States Anti-Doping Association CEO Travis Tigart told the Wall Street Journal that for decades they've advocated for the World Anti-Doping Agency to change its approach to marijuana so a positive test is not a violation unless it was intentionally used to enhance performance or endangers the health or safety of competitors. That last unless might explain why the World Anti-Doping Agency does not believe the U.S. is fully supporting cannabis. Richard Pound, who served as the first president of the World Anti-Doping Agency, spoke to Marijuana Moment in a phone interview on Monday and said, There are thousands and thousands of Americans in jail as we speak for the mere possession of marijuana. So I was kind of surprised that at the highest levels in the country, officials were suggesting to remove the ban in its entirety on the global athletic stage. This glaring contrast was also alluded to by Russian authorities when Americans demanded that Brittany Griner be released from a Russian jail over cannabis possession. Russians said that America calling Griner wrongfully detained is hypocritical, as America still classifies cannabis as a Schedule I illegal drug in its own country. It is time for American politicians to step up. Cannabis needs to be deschedulized and federally legalized in this country, as well as on an international level. Germany had been on track to have cannabis legalized this year, and sales start in 2023. But earlier this week, a German parliament legal analysis was leaked to a news portal, warning that the effort to legalize cannabis would conflict with European regulations in several ways. With this in mind, a government official said recently that lawmakers are now proceeding with more caution and have been pushing back those predictions for legalization happening by 2023. An official familiar with the matter said, the complexity of all of it is starting to sink in, and there's a sharper awareness of the risks involved. Plans are still to move forward with legalization, but the timeline may just take a bit longer than originally hoped. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later. Later.